Welcome to the first ever episode of Colorblind, the podcast with your host, Shauna Brown. So let's get into it. Okay, okay, what is with people? One, touching my hair all the time. Like random strangers on the street be like putting their hands in my scalp, like touching my hair, pulling out my hair. And I'm an adult and this still happens. I I don't understand, like I get like, yes, I'm beautiful, I'm gorgeous, thank you, but you don't need to go up in my business and um, mess up my hair. Like it takes a long time, you know, when I'm not lazy (laughs) to do my hair. And people are just all up in it all the time. It's, It's happened for so long since I was a kid, still now today to adulthood. Now I'm talking more about strangers. If it's my friends, I don't really care so much, but like actual just stranger people, I don't know all up in my hair. I can't, I can't be bothered. Okay, let's, I just wanted to start with that, you know, just get that out here. Please don't touch my hair. Please don't touch my hair. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Um. So what are we talking about today? This is the first ever episode. Um, I'm so excited. And um, yeah, we're going to go around, go along and talk about my hair chronicles, a little bit about the hair industry, and then we're going to end it. So let's get into it. So um, when I was a child, like we'll start with, like I was like, I don't know what age I was at, but really, really young. And I perm my hair. And what that means, like in like the black community, I guess, is to straighten the hair, chemicals. Um, but then permed in like the other spectrum would mean to make it curly. Um, but usually we use like such harsh chemicals, um, like such like such as like calcium, potassium, lithium, or guanidine, hydroxy, which this this stuff is, shouldn't shouldn't be legal. Like it, it should not be legal. It is it is insane because this stuff like burns your head, your scalp so bad. It leaves scabs. It, it's it's terrible. I remember like crying and complaining all the time, like being like, oh my god, why do I have to do this? Why do I want to have scalp burns? It's crazy. And like back then, you know we didn't just do it for aesthetic looks. It was for maintenance. It wasn't just a requirement, you know, like in those times, relaxing your hair slash perming was, it was almost a requirement, not only for its main benefit of easier maintenance and management, but overall societal acceptance because you couldn't wear your natural hair. It was like taboo. Like you would wear your natural hair and people would be like, oh my God, what? What happened with your hair? What is that on your head? Because one, they've never seen you with your natural, your hair, your natural state. And they're like freaking out. So yeah, we would do it. One main reason was for maintenance. And then the look, obviously. But like people just assume like, what? What happened to your hair? It was so pretty. It was so straight. It's like, really how ignorant are you? Like by middle school, I I started to experiment with like hairstyles, including braids and weaves. Um, And I love these because I got to have like long flowy hair. I whip my hair back like Willow, you know, holla to her. I didn't have to endure the pain from the chemical relaxer like constantly giving me those damn burns and hair loss. It would give you hair loss. If you left the chemical on your hair too long, like you didn't wash it out in time, it would, you would be losing hair. You would have patches of hair. So you would have the scalp, scalp burns, hair loss. And then later on, after it's all said and done, excuse me, um, you would have the scabs left in your hair. Like this, (laughs) When they say beauty is pain, it truly is. It is pain. But like, I didn't care, especially in middle school. I just wanted to look good. And I hated, oh, the maintenance of natural hair is crazy for me. I just, I hate, I don't, 
I don't like maintaining my hair. I don't even, I, I don't mess with it. I just rather have an easier route. But it also was easier back then to be accepted socially among my peers. Um, at the end of high school into college, I still continued with the relaxer and braids, but I gave up the weaves because they just didn't suit my taste anymore. You know, I just wanted to let my actual locks free and not have to cover it up. It was like so freeing just to have my own hair out and I just stopped caring what people thought. And like, you know, maybe I'll try maintaining my hair a little bit. Maybe I will. <laughs> attempt to do something with it or at least pay someone to do it you know but finally today like over a year ago I mustered the courage to wear my natural hair so yeah no relaxer no chemicals no scalp burns you know no hair loss I still do not enjoy it I still do not enjoy doing my natural hair I have worn it for probably over a year now and I still hate it I've just I have never been interested in hair like it's it's just not my thing I'd rather pay someone to do it right? Or do the braids like I did all these years. But you know, as an adult, I'm still learning and you know, I'll probably just go and find someone to do, do something with it because I'm just over it, you know? And I'm, I'm almost tempted to go back to the relaxer. But like, I know that I'll have to get all those, you know, things that happened in the past with my hair. I just don't want to be bald, you know? But that might be the best alternative right now. I don't know. I don't know. However, like I still do it for events, um, you know, for weddings, I still, you know, occasionally do the braids or weaves or whatever, because I just want to look, you know, how I want to look. It doesn't really matter how I do my hair. I just, it's just easier for me when I do special events. I can just, you know, doll it up, doll my hair up, do stuff like that. So I'm, but I'm still good with, I'll, I'd rather live with the natural hair than do the chemicals because it's, I don't really care. Like the societal pressures of beauty, it's obviously still out there and people will still be judging me, but I, I don't even care. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not a child anymore. I'm out here living and I just, I really don't care what people think, you know? So that's that. That's my like history rundown of my hair chronicles. So let's just move on to the hair industry itself because it's still whack. Okay. So like, I don't know what the lack of representation in traditional hair salons, it still exists for real. Like why can't I, as a black woman, walk into any salon or book an appointment and say, I want, or I need a cut in color. I need a trim or give me a blowout without getting terrifying stares. Like I'm some kind of sci-fi creature. Like I'm here over, I'm taking over the planet and I need a haircut, like trim my hair. <laughs> like, are you afraid of me? They look, these people, these, these so-called stylists or artists look at me like some sci-fi creature <laughs> for real like bug eyes crazy like oh my god what is that thing what are we gonna do how I don't want to touch that oh my god but like, the reason is it's because they are these stylists again are poorly educated who is really to blame like in my opinion it goes all the way all the way back to the hair salons and academies this is where these so-called stylists get their training from right so like what are you doing like academies come on and get it together like train proper people so you know they're just not up here learning one type of hair you know straight one type of hair it's just crazy so i went on like google you know tap 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 on the keyboard and found like on the ontario colleges of trades website so i live in ontario canada so that's what i'm basing it off of and i looked it up what it would take um to become a licensed hairstylist in ontario so verbatim from the website 
generally, the time frame to become competent in the trade of hairstylist is 3,500 hours, so approximately two years, consisting of uh, 3,020 hours of the of on-the-job work experience and 408 hours of in-school training. Okay, so with all that training, they still do not have the education or, you know, information to know how to style all hair types and all textures. So who are these so-called leaders in the industry and why aren't they creating an inclusive curriculum? After all, hair is hair. It should not be segregated. Like, haven't we had enough with this? I can't, I can't. I even went on, I asked three women with different backgrounds to tell me when they call a new salon to book an appointment, does the salon ask that their hair or tech, or does the salon go and ask what type of hair or what type of texture they have? And they all came to the same sad answer, which is no. They either had to offer up that info from the start of the salon, like from the start, or the salon concluded that they had straight to wavy hair typically found on white people. So why do people always make the assumption that they want blonde or colored hair or their hair straightened? Do we have blinders on? Like why do we have to assimilate in the hair industry too? We should be able to have the option not to conform to society that doesn't care about us or the business we bring. Cause I'm telling you, black people bring most of the business for hair. Like it, it's, it's, it's real. We bring so much, you know, how much stuff we spent, how much money we'd be spending up on our hair. It's insane. We are the industry and you aren't for us. I, I I can't. I can't with the schools. I can't with the stylists. I can't with anything. So, you know, we're just gonna bring it to a close. I I googled though. I searched some of the hair schools and academies near me and um, what I found <laughs> was nothing. I found nothing. No description or list of any kind stating that they provide any programming or training involving textured hair. Like, and it doesn't stop here. I went ahead and popped over to the Instagram, you know, scroll, scroll, scroll. What I found was nothing. Nothing again. The schools and the salons displayed yet again, most, if not all, one type of hair. The straight, the straight kind. These places choose and continue to isolate themselves to keep face. They clearly aren't taking the initiative to learn and educate themselves and their staff because they aren't legally required to. This is a veil of ignorance. Like, so top tip, we are still living in a pandemic, FYI. So why not take the time to educate yourself? Find someone who knows textured hair to train you. If you have the knowledge to open up a salon and stuff it, pretty sure you can manage this. Stop wasting the time off. Stop wasting, you know, the in-between. I'm sure you can, if you wanted to, you could find the time to educate and retrain yourself on all types of textures and then you'll see the money roll in, I'm telling you. If you just get off your, you know, high horse and I don't want to learn, you'll be making money if you learn all textures. I'm telling you this, you will. Stop making excuses and make the change. Okay. Oh man, we got through that. So I'm going to end this episode here with a quote. I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. Angela Davis. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Uh, Stay tuned weekly and follow the podcast on Instagram at colorblindpodcast. That's C-O-L-O-U-R, blind podcast, spelled the Canadian way. And subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This 
is colorblind. <laughs>